You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal, Sanders. And I'm your good buddy, Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 178. I knew it was you, Fredo edition. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, um... Recording live, not only via via the internet, but recording live via the new and improved Two Sorry Excuses South. No, I guess I'm Two Sorry Excuses North. The Two Sorry yes. Excuses North studio. For those of you who, who are watching uh, live via via our Instagram feed, that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> were you trying to do that? You were trying to do this via Instagram? I, I was looking into it, but it, it was okay. way too much work. I know, I know you've been fooling around Instagram a lot lately because keep getting the emails right. Instagram was logged in from this device. Is this? <laughs> if this is fine, do nothing. I just assume <laughs> it's you, and we're not getting hacked constantly. It is me, and and I'm trying to broaden my uh, social media horizons, but um, print, so to speak. We've got a couple things to cover in a future episode. So tease number one, uh, we will have future episodes. Tease number two, it will be about the current living conditions that I am quickly giving Liv a tour of here. So if I'm super echoey. Apparently involves a towel and a <laughs> lamp. So... <laughs> Without getting too uh, deep into the weeds, I have uh, reclaimed some of my own property at 705 Bond Street and have re- reclaimed an old bedroom on the main floor. Correct. Correct. The bedroom floor, so to speak. I've, I'm repurposing uh, a bedroom for, for an office for, for several reasons, which we can get into at a future date. Okay. I'm intrigued. I want to know what became of the... You're still sleeping in the attic? I'm still sleeping in the attic, yes. Okay, Much okay. to the chagrin of my mother, uh, I, spend, <laughs> I spend at least 18 hours a day in the attic. <laughs> that doesn't sound promising for a 45-year-old man. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Considering I have to pee about three to four times a night, but still have to walk down a flight of stairs to do so, you do the math. <laughs> On a related note, when you come visit me, uh, I would not use the commemorative 32-ounce Yankee tumblers that are, yeah. uh, <laughs> that are strewn about the yes. house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe you are a lost cause. <laughs> what, I, what I have done is that I've reclaimed um, this bedroom and I had moved... Uh, my computer in and to put a desk in and I'm ready to rock and roll tonight. But I realized that there's nothing in here to absorb the sound. Is that the bedroom I stayed in? Uh, no, no, this, this bedroom okay. 
was a bedroom from day one. September 20th, okay. uh, 2012. This was the back bedroom, which became... Uh, okay, that's the one bedroom I did not stay in. It was the guest room, and it was the first bedroom that I had rented out when I started to take on tenants. Yes, so, when you became my boarding house. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it remained a bedroom regardless of the configuration um, or the tenancy. Um, this room was always a bedroom. The bedroom you stayed in, which was the small bedroom, right? It was, a, it was the... I've stayed in both, actually. Both the front one that's got the view on the street. Yes, yes, yes. And then the one next to it was the one I stayed last the last couple of times, I believe. Those have been different things. So the front room uh, was a master bedroom, and the, that middle room that you stayed in that you referenced uh, was a closet, like a walk-in closet. And then <laughs> the front room was an office. Clothes horse, the walk-in closet. <laughs> The front room was a... For anybody at home, it's a lot larger than your average walk-in closet. <laughs> uh, the front bedroom... the Marcos here. <laughs> the front bedroom became a office-slash-lounge area, and okay. Roscoe moved yeah, in. Yeah, that was a big, that was a big, big room. Yeah, that's got a decent-sized closet. It's a, it's a legitimate master yeah. bedroom. Um, but this yeah. back room was was what always is was the room I always rented to to uh, tenants. But now that I'm back in it, um, you know it's a good sized room. It's it'll make a, a an office slash, um, you know, den kind of uh, pull out couch ish kind of room. Uh, but right now it's empty. Okay. I got to I got to clean it. I got to repaint it. Um, maybe do some light renovation. Um, these are old. Uh, lathe and plaster walls that just have, in most yeah. instances, just have sheetrock on top of them. Okay. So it, it's not a very, uh, it's not a very smooth finish. There's, you know, the walls, uh, like a hundred year old house, the walls are not necessarily square and yeah. but, but the 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 construction yep. of the wall does not help. So I'd like to to start from scratch, but. Um, you know, that was the game plan six weeks ago. I don't know if that's necessarily the game plan anymore. I guess so. you can put blankets up there or something to, to soften the sound if you're going to be recording in there or I, something. I, I think, know. you know, maybe over the next week or so, I'll, I'll be able to address that. Um, but in the, in the time being, in the meantime, I'll, I'll figure something out. But t tonight, this is what you get. Old uh, bouncy, echoey, yeah, Sandman from the uh, palatial. It's fine. Asbury Park we'll estate. Deal with it. All right, good, good. Um, all right, last we left our hero, he had jet set it off to El Salvador, which we now know is a Central American country, not a South American country. <laughs> it's very good, good to, to know. know right so, always good to know <laughs> secondly met up with old pal tsec favorite and 110 not an 1106 brother right honorary 1106 he, he was he was he was slated to be originally until he he was going to be one of the guys living in the house oh, he was until he was 
He was supposed to be, but then he didn't make it back for junior year. Okay. So who then was the who then was the 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 original eleven oh six two point oh group? Eleven oh six two point oh would have been Brian who who in his stead Eric the runner stayed in his room first year. Oh wait, because you know? BP went abroad. Was it was studying abroad first semester of junior year. Okay, very good. So then there was Goldberg, Aaron Micah Goldberg. Um, you know Goldberg, right? Yeah, Goldberg, Obviously. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, Goldberg. One Yegi, please. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Shaggy, Steve-O, myself, Rob Stetner, and there were seven rooms in that house, and Fredo was supposed to be the seventh. Fredo was supposed to be the seventh. Wait, who's Rob Stetner? He was like good friends with those guys from like first year and then second year. He was still friends with him, but he was an architecture major. So he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone the opposite way. Yes. Freshman year. He lived in 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 uh, day or or one of those those guys. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I remember that that kid. Good kid. But but yeah. And apparently what I remember about him because I didn't know him all that well. Um. Because he, he, he lived with us for like a week before he decided he could. He had this girlfriend at the time and he was, you know, hot and heavy into the architectural circles, which kind of makes a little bit of sense because it is like its own subculture because it's its own program, you know, it's a five year program. So it's very insular. And I remember him, you know, actually hanging out one night, you know, and, and getting along and everything. But I remember him with the stories. Apparently he had one arm. I believe he was from Colorado. He had one arm longer than the other. Okay. So he had all these custom made shirts. And it was a story of BP like trying to borrow one of his shirts. <laughs> and BP, I think, knew about this, but like he was like, No, I can't let you borrow my shirt because he was so embarrassed about the fact that he had the shirts where one arm was longer than the other. It, it was that significant, <laughs> but not that noticeable. <laughs> yeah, it was enough that he was getting custom made shirts. Okay. I don't know if maybe it was like if you didn't come from a family where they were going to expend that money on you, you just deal with it. Yeah. It you rolled that, them up because it's not like you saw them walking around like, um, like chubs from happy Gilmore. Like you ever see happy Gilmore yeah, yeah, and how apparent yeah. it is that, that it's a fake hand. Yes. Cause it's cause he's holding the fake hand. Right. Right. <laughs> So I don't think it was that bad, <laughs> but it was enough that he was all his long sleeve shirts were customized to account for one arm being longer than the other. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> and I'm sure Brian could go on about this if we had him on here. So um, Robert Stetner uh, is a senior project yeah. architect at the Farnsworth group in the greater Denver, Colorado area. So you're correct. He's okay. from Denver. Uh, and I do remember okay, looking at, looking at his, uh, looking at his face. Uh, I do remember him. And, and, and I think. Yeah. Blonde hair, dude. Yeah. By the yeah. time you guys graduated, um, he would make an appearance every once in a while, I think. Very rarely, you know, but, but maybe at graduation or, or maybe at. Uh, yeah. But he would have been, he would have graduated technically when I graduated. 
because architecture is a five-year program. Okay, so maybe, maybe I, I just were kind of. I, I mean, he might have made an appearance. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he didn't. It's just that, you know, he was definitely there. He should have definitely been there till '99. Okay, you know? all right. So but I remember was, him hanging out, and he, he even went through the process of installing a ceiling fan in that front room there. You know, in the. That was the erstwhile dining room when you'd walk in right to the right. To the right. Cuddy, we, we call that Cuddy's room. Yeah. And he installed like his own ceiling fan in there and everything. And it, and he like, he had the girlfriend and everything. And he was like, I just can't do this. I'm not going to be able to live with you guys. Like, you know, like I got, I'm in a serious program. I, I'm going to have to be with like-minded people. And you guys, all you do is party. Okay. That was two <laughs> weeks in. <laughs> Yeah, it was like two weeks max. Okay, all right. All right. So did you guys find somebody to take his place? Well, eventually Floyd moved in. But I mean, that wasn't until later on. Floyd, I think, finally got in near the end of the semester, I guess it must have been. Because I know he got kicked out of Watson at some point. (laughs) Of course he did. Yeah, because Floyd had this roommate. I remember even brought him to the Halloween party, Ed. I remember Ed Ed was this big goofy fat kid, dude. I remember he was dressed up like one of the uh the droogs from fucking Clockwork Orange. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think Floyd used to harass the shit out of him. And uh Floyd ended up getting tossed from Watson, you know, and then he moved in with us and he moved into that room. Okay. Right there. And eventually Matt Arabino stayed in that room like fall semester of 98, 99. Cause it turned out that he didn't graduate. He needs somewhere to stay. And Floyd didn't come back for the first semester of fourth year of, you know, of your first senior whatever. year. Yes. My first senior <laughs> year, my, my regular senior year prior to my super senior year. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is like Bino, he used to, he used to complain about how loud and how we never stopped. Because you know? <laughs> that was the worst fucking bedroom to be in, though, too. Yeah, yeah. With all dirt. Yeah, I mean, nothing for nothing. Being in that fucking, well, the worst possible room to really be in would have been the one that became the Beirut room because that was supposed to be the seventh bedroom. Right. <laughs> You know, the one right off of the fucking, wasn't that, didn't Joe Romano stay in that room? That was, um, that Joe Romano, yeah, slept in that room. Uh, originally, that was Laughlin's room because he was in um, Australia first semester, okay. junior year. Um, and Coquette had his sublet. Okay. So originally that was Coquette's room. Then it became Laughlin's room first semester. Then it became uh, Romano's room. Our that was a year. terrible fucking room, right there. That was a bad room. Yeah. I mean, for one, it's right next to the common area. It's a shitty room. The f- it's friggin' like in the winter. It's always cold as fucking. Yeah, because it's not a real room. It's a it's a porch. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. That was the converted friggin' porch. Those two rooms, that bathroom and that bedroom. Yeah. I contend that house would have been much better if if those rooms were were only uh were not rooms but but instead remained a porch oh well of course but Dolph shays was a slumlord who was maximizing profit from his right. property right right 
<laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> yes, rest in peace. So, so Fredo would have been uh, an original 1106 2.0. And who knows what room he would have been in. Originally, I was in the shitty tiny room up at the top of the basement across from um, Shaggy's room, which I think Shaggy's room might have been your room. I had the worst. I had the littlest room all the way at the top of the stairs on the left. Uh, the, maybe I was in that room. I don't know. The two, ba- the two attic rooms. Uh, one was, yeah, mine was pretty tiny. So maybe that was in the Sanders. I, I think, I think then, we shared a room. We, you and I had the same room. And then friggin' Goldberg got pissed about all the noise because he was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to take this room, the one with the private little port balcony, balcony yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he got so pissed at how loud we were that he switched rooms with me. And I was like, yeah, fucking right, man. <laughs> yeah. I like he can handle the noise. I liked living on the uh, on the third floor. I thought that was the quietest place. Oh, yeah, it was the quietest place. But like it was definitely an upgrade room having a little the little deck out there. You know, the little, oh, you're right. That was cool. That was a uh, private porch. Bailey had that room. Um Junior year, and then uh, and then Laughlin, no, so uh, Reardo. Okay, Reardo yeah. Had. So who knows what room Fredo would have been in, but he was slated to be an eleven oh six guy. Okay, so they takes off, and then uh, you know, fifteen years go by, yada yada yada. Now you're in El Salvador. So let me uh, let me hit up the uh, the old Insta face here. Uh, Viva la Orange, right? Viva la Orange. Yeah. Yes. Orange. Viva la Orange. There we go. All right. First things first. Um, Fredo, looking good, man. I, I know I said it last time. Yeah. I know I said it last time. And apparently, I have uh, I have some influence on his uh, quest for the Fountain of Youth. But um, good job, man. Keep it up. Live long. That's what, uh, yeah. That's what the goal is. Be healthy. I guess when you know you got kids, yeah, you, you got a family. Fredo. I'm, I'm glad, man. I'm glad because that I'll tell you what. Um, you know when you're young, and and uh, immortal. What's it, you? What's the phrase they they use? The terminology, um, invincible. You know, you're yes, young and invincible, yes. right? You're doing stu- stupid stuff. That's and, how you feel when you're in college. Exactly. Exactly. And then, yep. then you graduate. I always say 19, the most invincible age. <laughs> no doubt. Peters and I were, there's yeah. this, one of my favorite stories about Peters and I is that um, the night before his appendix burst. So spoiler alert, um, Peters, Mike Peters doesn't have an appendix. Um, that's probably mm-hmm. violating some HIPAA. Some HIPAA law, but I don't think yeah. he, I don't think he cares. He doesn't mind. So uh, we were out uh, roughhousing and and uh, engaging in a, a variety of drunken shenanigans, and we were jumping off of the roof of the um, SI Newhouse building. I don't know if you remember the configuration of the Newhouse building, but it was ground level on University Ave. Yes. But yes. also ground level on like the third floor of Yeah, because it was like built into like a Yeah. It was built into the hill. Yeah, yeah. It was built 
the hill. Yep. So there was a, a portion of it which was not too high to jump off of into a Syracuse quality snowbank. You're still probably you're probably free falling ten to twelve feet. Yes, highly questionable into a behavior into a snowbank. Yes, highly questionable behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he and I did that for a while, and then um, and then went home. And the next day, he spent spent a couple of days in the hospital because he lost his appendix. That's we were nineteen. Yeah, definitely, definitely felt invincible. Uh, but then you get out of college, right? And then you you start to kind of invest in your health. Maybe it's a little more vanity. You want to look good, yeah. you know, so you're hitting the gym, you're working out, you're feeling good. But then there's that period between like 30 and 40 where uh, it's a decision between a donut and a heart attack and a Boston cream wins 50% of the time. Yeah. Right. Like you just, you just, yeah. you just don't care. I don't know if you don't care or if life's too hard, whatever it is, but somewhere, hopefully somewhere for everybody around the age of 40, it clicks and, and you realize that you've only got so many miles on the old odometer and you better start taking care of yep. it, getting in for regular oil changes. So um, I'm glad Fredo's on that path. Oh, I'm glad you're on that path too, yeah. buddy, but. Um, in this particular, but you value Fredo more. Exactly. Exactly. He's a listener. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and, and you never gave me credit for helping you get back in shape. It, but in all fairness, um, you had started that journey well, well before me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I think we've been on this ride together, brother. <laughs> that fact, notwithstanding. Fredo's my man. Um, all right. So the first thing I got here is um, speaking of of uh, of living a a a, uh, a quality lifestyle. Um, a breakfast shot. Oh, the breakfast shot. Yeah. So is this what is this? It's it looks like some eggs. This is the quintessential El Salvadorian breakfast, this, which is for real. Kind of very common Latin American breakfast. What's that? For real. You're not making that up. No, no, no. That and what like um I probably have to go and pull it up myself. So there are plantains definitely on there. There are eggs on there. Yep. Uh there's probably some cheese on there. Yep. Yep. And there is a rice and beans dish. Oh, okay. Which is known as casamientos, which is a very Latin. Yeah, casamientos means like married. Okay. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marriage, like shared house sort of thing. Got it. Um, and it's a quintessent. I actually have Fredo's recipe for that. I'm going to have to make those sometime because they're delicious. I know Fredo loves them too. You know, I think they all love them, you know, and that's, and what else is our refried beans on there? Something with Sometimes a sauce. Refried beans were on. Something with a sauce. Yeah, there was like a sauce that I was putting on it. That's like, um, that's like that table cream, you know, it's oh, common. Okay. That's just, your, that's just your condom. I was putting on stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. And I was kind of putting it all over everything. All right. Very good. You know, it was, it was delicious. And we ate that breakfast a few times, you know, 
Like we definitely had that breakfast the first Sunday because uh, it's called the Marbrisa special. Fredo and Carrito like to call it. Um, Marbrisa is the, the beach house. Okay. And on oh, yeah. Sundays when they're at Marbrisa, they like to have the big breakfast spread. And that's and that's basically what the big breakfast spread entails is that. But we definitely had the Marbarisa special at El Ovido, you know, which at the coffee plantation. And we also had it at <laughs> Vista Lago, you know. So in El Salvador, <laughs> every day is Sunday. Yes, yes. But I mean, we had it maybe three or four times, uh, you know, but um, but it was delicious. You know, I'm like, oh, this is friggin' awesome. You know, you always got plantains. You always get the casamientos. You always have the scrambled eggs and cheeses are always served with it. You know, and you eat cheese and you have your juice and your coffee. It's it is a good way to live now. And plus, for a guy who appreciates breakfast like my weekend, even right now, while I'm doing this quarantine at home, I'm still maintaining the thing where weekday breakfasts are either sort of like, you know, very basic or non-existent. Because what I've been doing is every other day, basically Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm doing the fasting thing. Oh, where I very good. Finish up eating the night before and um, then don't eat the next day till lunchtime. Cool. You know, cool. So, you know, because... I know my ex, I had started it before the quarantine, but especially since my exercise has kind of gone down with the quarantine, you know, because the stuff I do for exercise, you know, isn't happening as much right now, but, uh, but I'm still doing effective the weekend fucking breakfast because if you can't have a good breakfast on the weekends, when can you have a great exactly. Sanders? I'm with you, man. You know? Yeah, so I got to make those Casamientos soon, you know. But I'll have to get more red beans. They use a different type of red bean, apparently. A smaller one than ours, he says. But I'm actually cooking red beans in the Instant Pot right now. So this is the first time I've done the red beans in the Instant Pot. So we'll see how they come out. Oh, yeah. Let me know. I got an Instant Pot. Yeah, I just got one a couple of months ago. My mother's been pushing me to get one for years now. She's always, because I'm always hard to buy gifts for. She'll always be like, what do you want? You want an Instapot? I'm like, no, no, I don't need that. And then, you know, finally, like, she gave me, she just gave me money around Christmas, you know? And then, like, a few weeks later, I'm like, well, I got this check. I might as well just not, I might as well spend some of this money on fucking something for myself since it's a gift, you know? So I was like, fuck it. I'll get the instant pot. And it is a, uh, I've used it probably five or six times and it, it is an amazing um, piece of equipment. Yeah, I like you it. know, it's an easier cleanup. Yeah. I like it. So that's, that's what I'm doing. I actually, that's one thing. See, when I went down there, see, I asked Fredo, like, you want anything from new Orleans, you know? And he was like, uh, give me some, uh, He's like, beignet mix, you know? I was like, all right. So then I was like, I got to give him a few other things. So I got him some beignet mix, a couple of pounds of the camellia red beans. I bought him some cookies from the Italian ice cream slash bakery place down here. Um, Bricados. And I got him a a shirt from my buddy's T-shirt shop, Dirty Coast, with the which you might have seen oh, those pictures, Fredo, yeah. the one with the alligator with the crown. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
So I don't think he's made the beignets yet because he's promising me photos when he does. You know, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. So day one, breakfast in the books. Well, day two is day breakfast. Two breakfast. All right, because you fly in yes. and you got to wake up. To yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you're yeah, at the beach. I think I told you about the uh, being on the um, the boat on day one. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. that all happened day one, right? Yes. So then you come back to his place yeah. and and you just kind of hang out. You wake up the next morning. You hit breakfast. Uh, and then uh, next picture, um, next picture is uh, sand dollar, of which you give a a a, a pretty thorough uh, explanation of why the sand dollars here. Here, I'll let everybody uh, visit Viva Larange. Um, yes, I guarantee you, it's it's definitely a fact. <laughs> <laughs> We'll tease your Instagram account. Hopefully get, get some. Uh... And then I had a, you know, because you come across, which I'd never seen before, actual living sand dollars, you know? Oh, that's a good point. So I came across some, some living sand dollars and those, you don't, you know, I just let those go, but I came across like a fossilized because basically what those sand dollars are, the white ones, they're ones that wash ashore and then they don't get, you know, the tide goes back in. They get stuck out of the sun. They basically dry the frig out and die, you know? Right. Well, it sucks as I had one. I was going to bring it back because, you know, when I was little going to the beach, I never used to get sand dollars. You know, we'd go to Florida, and it was like I was never out there early enough in the morning because it was like you had to be out there early in the morning to get sand dollars, you know? <laughs> um, the currency of an adolescent. And, and Yes. And I, put, I remember I put it by the pool, and I think um, – one of the caretakers must have accidentally stepped on it because <laughs> I went back to it later. I was like, oh, my sand dollar. No. <laughs> you know. Love that it's but, the caretaker's fault. Well, I think it, I don't blame him uh, in terms of like he did malicious. It's just that I forgot that I had left it there. And then later on, he was cleaning the pool. I was like, I oh, probably stepped on it because why would he have seen it? I put it right on the edge of the pool. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, because it didn't just crack spontaneously, but so as well as like, ah, oh, stupid me. <laughs> but the, but then I thought I was like, eh, that thing probably would have cracked in my bag or whatever at some point. So fuck it, better that it's cracked now instead of yes. get back home be disappointed when I pull it out of my bag. <laughs> better to be disappointed now than disappointed later. Yeah, because they are pretty brittle. All right, um, then the next shot is undoubtedly the money shot. You probably, knowing you, could have gone home after this picture was taken. Regardless of the plans that Fredo had, you you would have been ready to – if somebody said, listen, you got to get on the next plane back to New Orleans, you'd have been like, ready to go. Got my, got my jump bag ready. Bring me to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> At least I got my – Speedo shot in. That was the best picture to come out of a quick photo session. All right. Very good. There was some posing going on, but the drink and the beer was the best one. Um, so a couple. Fredo thought I was joking about the Speedo. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you ever do that? <laughs> yes. Um, Funnier thing was having a hang out like it's kids. Like, you know, it's like you're in the Speedo. It's like, yeah, but isn't this just a bathing suit to you guys? <laughs> 
that's how I felt when I was in Costa Rica when we were at the place. You know, it's like to me and all the people around there laughing, they you're in a speedo and then they had this whole big the place we were staying in Costa Rica that was um a Colombian company was having some kind of big retreat there. And to those dudes, I was just another dude in a bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was like when I was in Italy. I was just a dude in a bathing yeah, you just suit. A dude. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm trying to go back. How far do I have to go back to Costa Rica? That was 2018, man. That was March. That's two years ago. That's a long ways back. Yeah. So I, I don't. I'm not gonna find it. Um. But I wanted to do a side by side of. Uh, oh, you want to compare? Yeah, compare and contrast Costa Rica versus El Salvador. Uh, but I'll tell you what, um, you you wear the beard well under normal circumstances. <laughs> I think you wear it exceptionally well. Um, in in, a, in this in a speedo, in a speedo yeah. I didn't know how to, yeah. didn't know how to go about it. It's this. only getting bigger right now. I was going to cut it off a couple of weeks ago, and then the quarantine started. And I'm like, fuck it, because I can't even get my hair cut. My hair cut hasn't been, my hair hasn't been cut since January, over two months at this point. You know, so it's like, if I shave the beard off, I'm just going to look like a shaggy dude, a dude that hasn't had a haircut in a couple of months. So I figure it balances out. You know, it's not as noticeable, the lack of a haircut when you have a, Eight inch beard. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so, how many takes? Is that a one shot take? What's that? Your speedo picture. It was. Um, it was a photo shoot. Like I was like, just take shots. I'm gonna be doing all kinds <laughs> of shit, you know. So I, you know, I I did the muscles. I did, and then and that took down. I was like, this would be good, you know? right? So, and that was the best of them. All right, very good. Uh, I'm gonna skip over the snail, which I'm assuming yeah, was is just an anecdote. Um, now it you've I'm assuming this is the same day on the beach. You've just put a bathing suit over your speedo. No, no, that's Monday that that happened. Oh, because you guys stayed overnight Sunday. Because yeah, like um, Carita and Nico and Andy went back to. Um, Went back to town on Sunday, and we stayed there uh, overnight and hung out in the morning. And in the afternoon is when we made our way down to the beach town, the the surf town. So you know, before heading to Fredo's uh, actual house. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So real quick, on the boat trip, the uh, his uh, Fredo's oldest son, uh, alludes Nico. Uh, Nico? Yeah, Nico makes some allusion to the fact that you you are you are cooler than Fredo to 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 some degree. That- yeah, but we hadn't even really talked at that point. I think it was just that you know anybody was cooler than his dad at that point. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I and he liked anybody better than his dad because I was stepping into a situation where I was hanging out with a family and their fourteen year old grumpy son. Right. Right. At what? 
Because we hadn't even really talked at that point. I said something. He's like, I like you better than him. You know, at what point in the uh, <laughs> during your your day at the beach, do you both lose credibility when you're running around in an orange Speedo making his dad take pictures of you? Oh, no, I hadn't. It was Fredo that lost credibility because Fredo called him out for something while we we're sitting around the table. <laughs> But at no point that, during that sentiment, no, no, no point during your. No, he just he shoot. just thought it. No, he well, he wasn't even out there doing the photo shoot. He did think I was funny. I was in the speedo, but I never really lost credibility with him. What he thought was funny was that every time he saw me, I had a beer in my hand. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's like, every time I see you, you have a beer in your hand. I'm like, well, I'm on vacation, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and the funny thing is, he's at, he's at that age where they're trying, you know, where he's dying to start drinking and stuff. And and they know eventually he's going to start drinking, but they're trying to hold it off as long as they can. You yeah. know, <laughs> like the whole time he would make jokes about uh, one to get beer. <sighs> like I remember Fredo, we had to pick up Nico from school and, uh, Fredo and I had to go to the grocery store uh, and Nico had to come with us and he, he and he's like, come on, Matt, come on, take me to the beer section. <laughs> <laughs> he's dying to, uh, you know, cross that threshold, go through that rite of passage. You know, That's great. Well, like, you know, they're trying uh, and I'm sure Fredo is drinking before 14, which is probably why he doesn't want him. Freaking boozing, you know? sure. <laughs> but they know eventually he will. So they so I think they just you know they want him to be a kid as long as they can, you know. You know, drinking regardless, it leads to fucking life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. All right. So then you leave the beaches. Yep. We, le- we left the beach. We go to El Tunco, which is a, a surf town. So we had some beers out there and walked out there. And we went to a um, – then we stopped by um, this craft brewery that they have down there. We stopped by a restaurant they had, which had this huge deck that overlooked the Pacific. And we, you know, we drank – you know, I had, like, the flight of beers, like the – like uh, it was six four ounce glasses of six different types of beer that they mm-hmm. have, and we had this huge mound of fucking fried seafood. I forget what the 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 Spanish name for it was, but basically the translation was a shit ton of fried seafood. <laughs> so we stuffed our faces on that, and then we drive home, and you know, Corito had actually made like a home cooked dinner, like salmon and stuff, and we were all like. We didn't want to tell her that we had actually eaten a bunch of food. Right, so of we course had to not. sit there and eat dinner anyway. Because you're <laughs> middle-aged men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, there's nothing that you can admit <laughs> that you did freely. Yeah. It's like, because we knew she was making, he knew she was making dinner too. But he was like, we got, we got to do this. We got <laughs> So then the next day, classic. You know, we got up. Um, I don't know what other pictures are in there, but it was on Tuesday. 
you know, we futzed around, but on Tuesday, eventually, I don't know what we did during the day because I can't remember, but Tuesday evenings where we eventually made our way to uh, the Termales de Saint Teresa, yes. Saint Teresa. So that's where I am, and I want to, I want to thermal. Bass. I want to learn a little bit about yes. this. So, um, um, so Alfredo Lina's father. Yeah. So his her family was in the coffee trade. Yeah. So Carolina's father, who's no longer no longer alive. He inherited like, I think he had two brothers and they inherited coffee farms from their father or whatever. So they each got a third, a third and a third. So the land he got, which is a coffee farm, had all those hot springs all over and it really didn't make good for coffee farming because you couldn't, most of the land had hot springs under it. So over the years, he slowly but surely started turning it into this resort and he still has coffee there. It's just that it's mostly not a coffee farming, right? But they make their own coffee and they sell it. I think they sell it a lot to like Japanese people because the Japanese love thermal bass and stuff and they'd start coming there. So, uh, you know, now it's, you know, his mother-in-law that owns it, you know, and, um, she hooked us up with a room, you know, I was like, go, you know, I'm taking care of it, blah, 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 which no matter how much we tried to pay for stuff, it was like, the guy's like, no, because she will kill me if she ever <laughs> finds it. Away anything, right. you know, so we stayed there for a night. It was, it was really cool. You know, like first we tried to go in the really hot bass and Fredo was like, no way. And, uh, and I tried to, I was like, that's damn hot. So then we went to the one that was a few degrees, but on a, on an American scale, about 10 degrees. Uh, cooler or less warm uh, because that was probably like 105 to 107 and the hotter one was about 115 you know okay. um, but eventually I said fuck it I'm gonna now that I've been acclimated to the other one I'm gonna go into the bigger to the hotter one so I went up into the hotter one it was it was hot as fuck yeah. but I did it you know how hot yeah. is it how hot is a shower Showering 115 degrees. I know that much. It's not. Shower is probably like, it's probably like 100 degrees or something. Okay. You know, it's probably equivalent to like your body temperature or something. Because the other one's like 105 to 107. And even when you walk in there, you feel like a little hot, you okay. know? So, I mean, I think if you put the water on you at 105 or 107 in the shower, you'd probably be like, oh, got to put a little cold water in there too. You know, make it a little warmer. I mean, uh, make it. A little less intense. Got it. I'm guessing. I have no clue. I'm just <laughs> speculating. Let's be You're honest. Speculating better than I am, so I, I'm 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 willing yeah. to follow for the sake of uh, for the sake of podcasting. Yeah. All right. So then you hit Fredo's farm. El Ovido. That was on Wednesday. Yes, the coffee farm. You know, and that was that was actually really cool. We get up there for one when you drive up there. Fredo would actually tease me with a photo of that place like two or three weeks before, and the photo he sent me it looked it it didn't look real. You know, like the the scenery it looked like a painting. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's um. So we got up there and uh, got up there probably you know in the late 
later in the afternoon and you know uh rick uh rico uh which fredo and the family did not like to call him but it was his fraternity name he still likes to go by what, rico <laughs> yeah with two c's okay. so rico or rico whatever you know but they just call him rick or ricky or whatever oh this is the infamous he, brother. um the the infamous yeah, okay. yes the the legendary brother. yes 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 you know so he had lined up um he had lined up a cupping which is basically a coffee tasting that afternoon and you can see the photos of that you so know who's there with and you and that was really cool uh well it was Rico Rico's wife Carolina Fredo you know and me and Rico and uh what was the Oh, I forget the name of uh, of the guy who is a quality control expert because he's the one I took the picture of the group of uh, us. Okay, team. yeah. He's in one of the other pictures. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it might be Jose Antonio or something like that. Got it. Yeah. I'm sure once this airs, Fredo will text me his name. All right, very good. I got it. So it was a private cupping. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is what they do, like, like when they have, like, uh, buyers that come from the States or from around the world, wherever they come from, you know, to check out, you know, their coffee, you know, and they they go and they, you know, they put all the beans out, you know, the, the beans, and they grind them. And first you smell the grind, then they go and they put them in the... Um, you know, they do the cream where they put the hot water on them. So I like the same way you do with your, um, when you make a French sure, press, sure, you sure. know, you have the cream and you go smell that and then, and then they mix it, you know, and you take spoonfuls and you, you do like that. Like you, you got to breathe in like air when you yeah. do it because it gets in the whole flavor of it, you know? And we go through and they're like, well, which ones do you like best? You know? And, Tell them, oh, I like this. Uh, this tastes like, but like, you know, I'm sort of like Fredo in, in that respect. Like, you knew it was better than the other stuff, but at the end of the day, also, it's like, well, this is coffee. And, um, but like the last two, one was from basically green beans from their farm, stuff that wasn't really ripe that they made. The second to last one, the last one was this Italian brand, which I know I drank when I was in Sicily, you know? Okay. And, and it wasn't as good. And the thing was, I think it was a uh, a group of hotels or whatever that have hotels like in um, Malaysia and maybe Singapore, you know, the Far East over there, that came to them and they're like, uh, well, we have these coffee, we bring in our coffee from this place, you know, which was one of the Italian coffee brands. And they're like, um, we'd like to see your coffees, you know? So they were showing them, you know, their coffees and hoping to get in all their hotels, you know? Yeah. And it was definitely, their stuff was definitely an upgrade over the, the Italian brand that they were currently had in all their places, you know? So, and that's basically a coffee tasting, you know, you do that and you spit it out, you know, you spit in a, a cup, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was, um, that was very cool. That was a, that was definitely a cool experience. And then, you know, I'd been wanting, um, pupusas, you know, and, um, 
I was thinking maybe we hit a food yeah, vendor stuff, but Fredo, I don't think is a big fan of hitting the uh, the street food scene. Okay. But anyway, they're like uh, one of the one of the um, women who cooks for them and stuff up at the uh, up at Elovito. They're like, oh, she makes really great pupusas. So that night, like you know, we hung out. We had uh, we sat around this huge fire out there, and uh, and they brought the pupusas out to us, you know, and they were friggin' delicious. You know, and pupusa, what it is, it's like uh, they have El Salvador and tortillas, which are kind of smaller. If you know, like there might be the size of like a what they say, like a silver dollar pancake, as they call okay. it. You know, like they're not as big as Mexican tortillas and they're thicker. So you stuff the tortilla with like cheese or beans and cheese and then you fry it. And that's a pupusa. And you put like a. Like, there's like a slaw type of stuff you put on top of it when you eat it, you know? And that was, and it's a, you know, it's a classic, quintessential um, El Salvadoran cuisine. You know, pupusas. So that was really cool. Yeah, that whole night, that was a really great night. And we just stayed up drinking all night and everything, you know? And, you know, went back up and grilled, you know, some skirt steaks and stuff, you know? It was... And kept drinking until like, you know, really late in the night. And then next day, they wait, everybody wakes up and um, everybody was hung over out of their tree. Right. Like we were supposed to go hike up onto a um, up onto a crater. But then, you know, by the time everybody rolled around, they were all like, you know, Carolina's like, I can't do that. And I was like, yeah, well, fuck it. Let's just, you know. And we bounced on back to, this is Thursday, we bounced on back to uh, to Salvador, you know, to Sivar, because we had the, because Fredo had to prepare for his mother's birthday oh, right. slash parents anniversary party that okay. night. Friggin' Fredo, Caroline, and I stayed up drinking wine and stuff and BSing. You know, went to bed, woke up. And the good thing was my flight wasn't until 1.45 the next day. So we didn't have to leave to like 10 30, 11 o'clock in the morning to get to the airport. Nice. You know, because Sundays have a little less traffic, but I still need to be there early enough to deal with all the BS, you know? Yeah. And um, so we got up and Fredo, you know, chefed up some uh, pancakes and bacon on his outdoor, you know, kitchen, which he was, he had just. He had just gotten built, and he still had to have a couple of things done to it, and he sent me updates since, you know, but that was awesome, you know, because he's got that huge flat top like you're in a, like you're in a Jersey diner, you know? I'm not going to lie. He made all the- uh, That looks like the best part of the trip. Yeah. I mean, he made the burgers the night for his parents' thing. You know, he, he ground up all the meat. You know, he went and bought, you know- beef at the uh store and ground it all up and then he made the burgers on there too you yeah know? yeah it was pretty awesome yeah no it's a it's a pretty awesome outdoor kitchen for one like you're on that kitchen and you see the view you know and you you know it's like that's his background like there should be a shot where you see fredo cooking you can see in the background the volcano and stuff you know it was definitely awesome it's definitely something worth doing again 
And I told Brian Peters if he wants to go next year, I will go with him. I also suggested we do an 1106 reunion down there, but whatever. That'll probably never happen, but whatever. (laughs) I have more faith in Brian saying, hey, man, I'm going to book a trip there than I do in every one of my generation's 1106 guys being like, okay. Yeah. Give it some time. Although, I would say you're correct in that assessment in uh, in, yes. in BP being your your most uh, reliable ally, My Huckleberry, so to speak. But we, yep. um, you know, it took us however long fifteen years to to organize something. Now, of course, it had to take place within a two hour uh, radius of Boston, but we got it together. And that looked to be like yes, because your 1106 world is very Boston centric. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're sorry, I'm going to that. I'm going to that well again because I know it pisses off our Boston listeners. <laughs> well, our former Boston listener, Mike Gordon. We uh, we were going to head up there. We were going to have a yeah a, a reunion. Y'all going to Rhode Island, right? No, no, it was uh, New Hampshire. A uh, New Hampshire, yeah, okay. So, uh, Soaps joint in New Hampshire. Oh, soaps. Okay. Y'all did do Cuddy's family's place in Rhode Island before, right? Didn't y'all? Yeah, but I don't think um I don't think we were oh wait, maybe that was the last time we were all together, meaning uh Laughlin, Soap, Peters Reardon, and myself. But that okay. would have been because I seem to remember that. That was 15 years ago. Oh wow. I was either just home from Curacao or still living in Curacao. Oh, okay. Damn, that was a long time ago. Of course, 15 years ago is when I left Boston, which is crazy to think. You yeah, know? right? So um, that was the last time we were together. It took us that long to uh, to make inroads, and coronavirus had something to, to say about that. But yeah, what yeah. are you going to do? At least we, we yep. had it in the books. Oh, virus had something. Once it's in the books, yeah. it's that much easier. I mean, you'll just have to delay. It. Yep. Yeah, because then everybody will be like, they'll want to do it since they were all on board originally anyway. Yeah. So we'll get it back. We'll get it back. Um, all right. So in the meantime, I'm going to let you get uh, I'm gonna get, let you get back to your beans and rice. Um, I got a couple uh, COVID-19 related updates uh which i'm gonna save and i'm just gonna drop them uh in this two sorry excuses feed i got a couple of surprises uh lined up okay. not that i have extra time on my hands but i'm i'm more inspired uh to bring uh bring a little joy to the world all right awesome so, uh keep 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 your eyes open for uh for some easter eggs and nuggets. all right and we'll talk again because obviously, like we talked about last time, maybe do a little burst here and there. Yeah, it's fun to do it again, man. I I enjoy it. Yeah, I look forward to it. Tech. And I was afraid. I was like, that's why I had to text you whenever I did about this because I was like, we got to do this. So we got to keep the. I was like, we're still waiting for part two. Got to keep the momentum going because we did part one like on a Thursday though. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. So I'll get all those up and yeah. and uh, they'll come in quick succession in the feed. Cool. Try to get a bunch of stuff up because people are at home, man. 
people are yep. especially dudes and and listen i know i would probably be um pulling what's left of my hair out if i was by myself but yeah having to be quarantined with small children has to be an existence that's beyond comprehension. So uh, that's. Yep. I know BP, you know, that's what he's doing right now. Bearden. Yeah. Laughlin's got a couple little ones. I mean, they're not, you know, Fredo, Fredo and Carolina quarantined at home right now. So not little kids, but they're children, you know, they're kids. Listen, it's, it's, it's tough on everybody. So I want to do our part. I want to do our part. I want to bring yep. a little joy. I want to bring a little, uh, little diversion, a little happiness. And the more we can get it out there, uh, the better. I'll do my best to get them up in, in as, as close to real time as possible. All right. Perfect. All right, man. Well, you go enjoy your beans, and, uh, and we will, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Well, that's not just Fredo. See you in 2021. Mm-hmm.